Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash Takes by Fans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So however you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. Alrighty, today is a big old Thursday, folks. We have to finally predict and react to the Week 9 lines. Week 9 is officially kicking off tonight with the... What's the Thursday night game tonight, folks? Jet Sack calls. That should be a great one, shouldn't it? Woof, Mike White back uh, back in action. And uh, Carson Wentz, can he finally get back on track? Are we going to like Mike White over Carson Wentz at the end of this week? Mm, even by the end of tonight? I think so, folks. I think we're going to be talking about Mike Mike White better than we talk about Carson Wentz when we break down the game tomorrow. So we'll predict and react to all the lines, see where the value is, see where the disrespect is. You know, Vegas, you know, we've been kind of making them look like fools with this Titans pick these last three weeks, and they kind of set a little bit of a hit out on Derrick Henry, and we got to go and get our revenge for the king this week. So, you know, we want all the smoke. Vegas is, you know, first shot taken by them. So we want all the smoke by them. So we will predict and react to the week nine lines. Uh, we have one more film study to watch that we didn't get to the Saints Bucks game watching Trevor Simeon. I don't believe there's been a starter name for the starting quarterback for the Saints, whether they're going to go with Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon. But when they do have to make that decision, do we feel comfortable with Trevor Simeon? So we're going to watch all of his kind of throws. I want to see the incompletions, the completions, all that. Because once again, they still weren't moving the ball offensively. And that's not because of Trevor Simeon. That's just what the Saints offense is. They don't move the ball down the field through the air that well. We see that we saw that with James. Winston still a good record not moving the ball down the field so we got to check that out and then we've got our NBA Daily 10. We are going to do power rankings tomorrow. We are going to do NBA power rankings on Friday. So we will have that tomorrow. So one more full day of NBA today to truly see what these teams are made of. And we're coming back at you tomorrow with our first edition of power rankings in the NBA of the season. But uh, enough of the setups here. Let's start talking about some sports, shall we? Let's get it into our NBA Daily 10. The next 10 minutes uninterrupted back. Basketball talk. Are y'all ready? Here we go. 10 minutes on the clock starts now. Alrighty. A pretty good day in the NBA. We made our first official bets in the NBA this season last night. And they were looking good for the first half, but then they all just blew up. So unfortunately, we don't have our finger on the pulse in the NBA just quite yet. But hey, it's still early, folks. We got time to turn it around. Do not fall off of takes by fans just quite yet. Alrighty. First game up here is the Blazers and the Cavs. And once again, Dame time is not a time, folks. Dame time is not coming up clutch because this is what he always does. Down three points, nine seconds left against the Cavs. Folks, against the Cavs, Damian Lillard with the ball in his hands. Look at that defense by Jared Allen. Once again, man, oh, man, I'm, I love Jared Allen so gosh dang much. The man is an absolute monster right there. Great defense on Damian Lillard, and he throws up a three, doesn't go. Cavs win by three. So once again, Dame time is no time. Unfortunate. And this is like the third one. One second, folks. Um, we have to take this. One second.
Alrighty, we're back. We will add uh, 10 seconds onto our clock. Apologize for that. Alrighty, we're back. Yeah, Damian Lillard just not getting it done in the clutch. And once again, is this, did they stay maybe one year too late? Should Damian Lillard have left this season? I know it's still early, but they're not winning games. And maybe they overstayed their welcome here with the Blazers. We know that, you know, they've kind of been at the cusp of being great for the last, you know, three, four, five years. And they just haven't been able to really kind of move that mark. So... Blazers now 3-5, and five, losing to the Cavs, not a good look. Damian Lillard not being that clutch, and you know, he's not even hitting the threes from that great either. 3 of 12 last night from the three. He's still got 26 points at 8 assists, which is absolutely fantastic, but that's just not it. CJ McCollum, 21 points. Nurchic kind of got, you know, a little dominated down low. 6 points, but he did have 9 rebounds, so we will give him that. Just unfortunately coming up a little bit short. And then for this Cavs team, what a performance. And in this Cavs team, are they starting to be the real deal? 5-4. and four? We get the guards getting good every single night. Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. Darius Garland, 19 points, 10 assists on 5 of 6 from 3. Uh, Colin Sexton, 21 points on 2 of 4 from 3. 61% on 13 shots. Real solid. And then we got the big man down low, folks, that ties it all together. Jared Allen, 24 points and 17 rebounds. And then Evan Mobley still getting it done. 11 points, 11 rebounds. Um, off the bench here, great production by C.D. Osmond, who's always been a really solid bench piece for this Cavs team this year. So, well done. Um, you know, he's played with uh, LeBron before so he's got some history with some greatness and it's all coming together here for this Cavs team early on in the season. C.D. Osmond 12 points. Dylan Windler off the bench 13 points as well so maybe this Cavs team is the real deal folks and maybe the Blazers overstayed their welcome and maybe um Damian Lillard should have probably left but uh, Cavs get the big old win very well done 107-104. All right, next game up here is the Knicks and the Pacers, and this was one of our games that we picked. We took the Knicks plus a point because we knew the Pacers can't win a game, and this was one of the games that they won, folks. The Pacers have three wins out of nine games, and this was one of those wins. Unfortunate, we could not take advantage of the Pacers not winning games. So Pacers get it done, 111-98 here. At home against the Knicks, Sabonis, 10 points and 7 rebounds, but it was Miles Turner that really, truly got it done. 25 points, 13 rebounds. Karis LeVert coming into his own here with the Pacers. We know Karis LeVert is very, very good with the Nets the last couple of seasons. 21 points, 5 assists, 2 rebounds, very well done. And then what else do we got here? Malcolm Brogdon, 17 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, all having a really good night. And then Torrey Craig off the bench. Torrey Craig, another. We need Karis LeVert and Torrey Craig. If they can keep up this level of production with Miles Turner and Sabonis, then this Pacers team can start winning some games here like they did last night. So we'll see if this Pacers team is starting to turn a corner or if they're going to be the same old Pacers team that they've always been for the last 10 years, honestly. So uh, Pacers get the win. Let's talk about this Knicks team. Kemba Walker, not the best game. A little bit of a flounder job here. We've seen Kemba Walker string, what, two, three great games together. A lot, not really good last night. Four points, four assists, four rebounds, uh, 0 of 5 from three. 18% on 11 shots, just not it. Uh, we have Julius Randle, 18 points, 14 rebounds. Uh, very well done by him. Unfortunately, just not enough to get it done. And then R.J. Barrett led the team in scoring 23 points. So just unfortunate the Knicks get the loss there. And the Pacers, we'll see if they're the real deal or not. I don't think they are, but we'll keep an eye on it. 
All right, and then the all right, we get the Celtics at the Magic, and we were feeling real good about the Magic plus seven. They were leading at halftime. They were looking good, and then the third quarter came, and they got blown out, 31 to 10, and that was really it, folks. That's really why they lost the game. So unfortunate here. Cole Anthony couldn't kind of keep the team together throughout the entire game. A little bit of a lackluster third quarter, and the Celtics were able to take advantage. So Celtics get the win here. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, the top two leading scorers like we know and Marcus Smart knows and all of that. So once again, just because the Celtics won, I don't think that's really going to kind of calm down the potential fires here that is going to start arising with the Celtics team as the season progresses because they're still doing the same things. Jalen Brown, 28 points, real great night. Jason Tatum, 14 points, 6 rebounds. Robert Williams, 12 points, 6 rebounds. Al Horford, 12 points, 12 rebounds. And then Marcus Smart, 8 points, four assists, four rebounds. So overall, everybody in the starting lineup got it done. Dennis Schroeder off the bench, still not being the greatest scorer out there. Eight points on 0-4 from three, 36% on 11 shots. Just, uh, they got it done, but I don't know about the Celtics team, folks. They're still not winning us over. And then for the Magic, Cole Anthony, 13 points, four assists, five rebounds. He tried, you know, led the team in scoring with 13 points, not the greatest. Wendell Carter also had 13 points and 13 rebounds. Very well done. Mo Bamba, five points with the 10 boards. A little bit of a lackluster shooting night 16% on six shots and uh, just once again this is what the magic team is we were kind of falling in love with, with what Cole Anthony has been able to do so far but I mean he's only a second year player and he's not going to be able to you know go 82 straight games of just having great performances over and over and over and over and over again to try and carry this magic team so magic lose 92 to 79 with the seven we still fall a little short unfortunately then we have the Bulls at the 76 was one of our other picks. We took the Bulls plus two. They lose by five. So we officially went 0 of 3 last night. I can't even find a way to kind of say we won. I guess we won the first half, like I said, but that's unfortunate. Um, so 76ers get the win here. 103-98. Real good job here for the 76ers win. Not having Danny Green, still not having um, Tobias Harris. So it was just, you know, Tyrese Maxey, Seth Curry, Joel Embiid, and they got it done. Tyrese Maxey, once again, give this man a round of applause. I'm loving it. 14 points, 6 assists. That's all we need from the man of plus 10 on the floor. Seth Curry still getting it done. 22 points, led the team in scoring. 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Joel Embiid down low, 18 points, 7 assists, 9 rebounds. So the core 3 here got it done for the 76ers. And then great contribution here by Fork and Korkmaz stepping up into the starting role at the four like we know we can do here. That's fantastic. And then George's Yang, what a great bench piece again here for the 76ers team. 18 points off the bench, and they're able to get it done. Unfortunately for the Bulls, a little bit of a, you know, a letdown in this game. We want to see this Bulls team kind of beat the cream of the crop, you know, hang with the big dogs. And this 76ers team is, you know, one of the big dogs in the East. So the Bulls, Alonzo uh, Ball, 13 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. Zach Levine, 27 points, 9 rebounds. DeMar DeRozan doing DeMar DeRozan things out here, 37 points. The man is averaging like 30-plus points over the last like five games, folks. He's absolutely killing it here with the Bulls, and we're all about it. 37 points, 10 rebounds. Javante Green to round out the starters, 4.7 rebounds. Vucevic, a little bit of a lackluster night scoring-wise, 4 points on 28% shooting. But he had 10 rebounds and 6 assists, so not a terrible game Overall, unfortunately, they just came up a little short against the 76ers. But a great entertaining game. This should have been the game on TV last night and not the Nets and the Hawks. But we digress. Uh, so 76ers get the big old win there.
All right, next game up, Raptors beating the Wizards 109-100 once again, folks. This Raptors team, this is a team that's starting to come together. And once again, credit to Nick Nurse. Fred Van Vliet, 33.6 assists, fantastic. Gary Trent Jr., 15 points, 3 steals, 3 assists, 5 rebounds, fantastic night. Precious Ochua, 6 points, 4 assists, 10 rebounds, absolutely fantastic. Then OG Amin Anubi, 21 points and 5 rebounds. So they were all on last night for the Raptors and then unfortunately for the Washington Wizards Kyle Kuzma lackluster game so we've had Kyle Kuzma kind of come out to a hot start here but floundered these last two games Kyle Kuzma two points on 10 shots the match shot 10% that is not going to get it done Bradley Beal 25 points seven assists seven rebounds can always rely on him and once again the bench here for the Wizards is so freaking great Raul Neto 14 points Denny Avidaje 11.6 rebounds Montres Harrell 15 points 10 rebounds he led the team in rebounding off the bench with only 27 minutes. Gotta love the Wizards. Unfortunately, Kuzma, a little bit of a letdown. That's our 10 minutes, but we still gotta keep going here. Um... Yeah, uh, Kyle Kuzma, big letdown here. So, once again, is he good? Is he not? We're trying to decide that this season. So far... Mm, last couple of games, not the greatest, but he's got out to a real great start. So we'll see if he can kind of get back to that or if he's going to still put up these types of not great numbers. A minus 13 on the floor. The worst or the second worst, Daniel Gafford, excuse me, was the worst at minus 18. All right, then we get the, uh, yeah, we already talked about the Raptors. So that's the win there for the Raptors winning 109-100. Then we get the Hawks and the Nets and the Nets win 117-108. Still no Kyrie, still no problem. Durant, 32 points, five assists, seven rebounds. He's always great, folks. He's been great every single game this year. James Harden, 16 points, 11 assists. Classic James Harden. Joe Harris, 18 points, finally getting out to that great three-point start. Six of eight from three. Blake Griffin down low, 7.7 rebounds. And then Bruce Brown, 10 points. And then a real solid bench contribution by who? LaMarcus Aldridge? Should LaMarcus Aldridge be in the running for sixth man of the year? I think so, folks. Ten... 10 points, 4 rebounds, very well done. And then Patty Mills, 14 points, 6 assists. And let's also shout out DeAndre Bembry, a, a plus 18 on the floor in 14 minutes. Highest plus minus of the game, and, or of the team, and 8 points as well to addition to that. So, well done by the Nets. And then for the Hawks, just kind of coming up a little bit small here. Trey Young, poor shooting night overall. 21 points, 10 assists, and 9 rebounds. That's all great, but wasn't that efficient. 27% on 22 shots. Bogdanovich, 8 points. Once again, not the greatest scoring performance by Bogdanovich that we know can get it done. 20-plus points, but 1 of 5 from 3. 3 of 10 from the field, not getting it done. Clint Capella down low, 13.6 right rebounds. He was a plus 10 on the floor. He got it done because, you know, who is he going against down low? But unfortunately... Unfortunately, nobody else was really kind of uh, able to put up the points. We had DeAndre Hunter, 26 points, led the team in scoring. And then Kevin Herter coming off the bench, 16 points as well. But Bogdanovich Young, not efficient, and it did kind of hurt him at the end. So uh, Nets get the win, 117-108. Then we get the Nuggets and the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies get the nice two-point win here, 108-106, and this Grizzlies team is continuing to prove that they can still win games. They don't need Valanchunas, anything like that, so that's fantastic. John Morant, 18 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds. Steven Adams, 8 points, 8 rebounds, still getting it done. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., 22 points, and then Kyle Anderson off the bench with 16 big old points, helps them with the win over the Nuggets. Michael Porter Jr., once again, uh, still okay, still okay. Not what he was really doing last season and we know we got the contract extension not really living up to that too much but 12 points 11 re, uh 11 yeah 11 rebounds uh joke 34 points 11 rebounds fantastic by him aaron gordon nine points on only five shots he was efficient 80 percent 
Monte Morris, 8 points, 4 assists, and then Will Barton, 26 points. Unfortunately, they didn't get the great bench production out here, and unfortunately just lose by 2. Bull Bull, not getting any minutes. Where is Bull Bull? Get that man in the game. So, Nuggets lose, 108-106. Then we get the Clippers and the Timberwolves. And what's going on with the Timberwolves? Carl Anthony Towns is liking tweets that say free cat. Why? Why? We're just starting to get somewhere with this Timberwolves team. I don't want to see them leave and trade Carl Anthony Towns. I think Carl Anthony Towns is uh, great. And maybe he doesn't want to be on the Timberwolves because uh, they, you know, they're not one of the big names. But they're building something here with Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell. But he might want to kind of get out of Minnesota. So we'll see. They end up losing against the Clippers. And once again, great job by Paul George, 32 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. Reggie Jackson also got it done, 29 points, 8 assists, and Nicholas Batum, 20 points, 5 rebounds. What a night. And then Terrence Mann off the bench, 17 points. So the Clippers, man, Paul George is leading the way here, and you got to give that man so much credit. And then for the Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns, 18 points, 11 rebounds. Anthony Edwards, 28 points, 6 assists. No D'Angelo Russell this game, so Patrick Beverly steps up in the starting point guard position, 10 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. It's a great night by him. And then Josh Okuji, 11 points um, at the starting three. And then Malik Beasley, 14 points off the bench. Jared Vanderbilt. 13 points off the bench, and Naz Reed, 11 points off the bench. Unfortunately, just come up uh, decently short, losing by 11 there to the Clippers. So we'll see. Is Carl Anthony Towns going to want to leave Minnesota? We hope not, but uh, what's their record so far? Are they getting it done, folks? What do we got? They're 3-4. and four. Mm, mm, Not really able to beat the better teams quite yet. So we'll see what happens with the Timberwolves. We'll keep an eye on that. All right, then we get the Mavericks and the Spurs. And the Mavericks take the one-point win here, 109-108 over the Spurs. Luka Doncic, 23 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. We get Jalen Brunson, 31 big old points, 10 rebounds as well. Still no Kristaps Porzingis, and they win. So once again, Kristaps Porzingis with Luka Doncic. Do they need Kristaps Porzingis? Should they move off of him? They don't really always get along, we kind of see. So do you actually need him? We'll see what they do with him. Uh, but Dwight Powell, 6.6 .6 rebounds at the 5. Dorian Finney-Smith, 4 points. And then finally, Tim Hardaway Jr. finally back to his kind of original self out here. 23 points and a plus 18 on the floor. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and then for the Spurs, unfortunately coming up one point short here. They had a really good game overall in the starting uh, lineup here. DeJounte Murray, 23 points, 8 assists. Derek White, 19 points. Uh, Drew Eubanks, 10 points, 5 rebounds at the 5. Doug McDermott only uh, shot the ball twice and had 2 points. And then Keldon Johnson, 16 points, 6 rebounds. And then Devin Vassell off the bench, 21 points as well. Unfortunately just come up one point short there. Truly unfortunate. All right, last two games. Let's kick them out quickly here. Hornets at the uh, Warriors. Warriors get the big old win, 114-92. So are the Hornets ready to kind of take that next step into kind of being a, an elite-tier team, getting it done against the better teams? But let's start here with this Warriors team. Holy moly, Jordan Poole, folks. And once they don't even have Klay Thompson back, and they're playing this well. So this Warriors team, folks, once they get Klay Thompson healthy, this is going to be a real squad. It already is a real squad, but they're going to get even better. Steph Curry, 15 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds, 3 of 11 from 3. Jordan Poole, 31 points, 7 of 16 from 3. Jeez. Kevon Looney still down low, 7.6 rebounds. Draymond Green, 5 points, 8 assists, 10 rebounds, a plus 26 on the floor. And then Andrew Wiggins, always 
fantastic. 14 points, six rebounds. Wasn't the most efficient, 33% shooting, but you know, this is what Andrew Wiggins, you know, always consistent. 14 points, 15 points, 17 points, 14 points, 15 points, 17 points, 18 points, 20 points, always like that. So gotta give that man credit. And then off the bench, Andre um no, Gary Payton. I apologize. 14 points off the bench. And then Damian Lee, 15 points off the bench as well. So Warriors are rocking, folks. And then for the Hornets, unfortunately, coming up a little bit short here. Uh, Miles Bridges, 32 points. Absolutely fantastic. Gordon Hayward, 23 points, 11 rebounds. Fantastic. Uh, LaMelo Ball, 14 points, 8 assists, 4 steals, 5 rebounds. Stat sheet stuff in here. But then all the other scores just were not able to get it done. Terry Rougier, 5.6 rebounds, but on 16% shooting, 1 of 7 from the 3. Mason Plumley at the 5, 7 points, 4 rebounds. Only took 7 shots and then just didn't get anything good off the bench. Kelly Oubre Jr., another flounder job out here in the only played 13 minutes. We're seeing his minutes kind of diminish here, so we'll see what happens with Kelly Oubre Jr. if they actually keep him on the squad. I know the trade deadline's you know far you know far out, so we don't, you're not trying to kind of say that quite yet. But we'll keep this in mind as you know the trade deadline. Uh, comes a little bit closer. Um, P.J. Washington, 7 points, 5 rebounds. It was just a little bit of a unfortunate shooting night for everybody else besides the big names that went out, Bridges, Hayward, and Ball. So, unfortunate, they weren't ready to compete with the Warriors. And then the last game of the night, Kings beating the Pelicans, 112-99. The Pelicans, no Brandon Ingram, still no Zion, so do we even care? Valanchunas is trying, folks. 14 points, 11 rebounds. Everybody else, not great. Um, and then for the Kings, getting it done, Tyrese Halliburton, 20 points. De'Aaron Fox, 19 points off the bench. Davey Mitchell, 12 points, 8 assists. Alex Len, 12 points, 5 rebounds. And uh, Buddy Heald, 11 points on 2 of 10 from the 3. They are still trying to trade this man. Um, and then uh, Harrison Barnes at the starting a 3, 23 points and 8 rebounds. A great night by them. Unfortunately, Pelicans without Zion is still not good. Alrighty, that is all the NBA for tonight. Do we have anything we like? Let's get these odds up to date and let's try to redeem ourselves a little bit. Can we get our finger on the pulse now, folks? Anything looking good? Celtics Heat, Heat minus six and a half. I think I'm liking that. No way, Celtics back to back. Once again, on the road, I think we're going to take that. Let's keep this in mind. Any other good spreads that we are liking? Hawks plus one and a half against the Jazz. Uh, Lakers minus 13. We're not going to take that. So we're only going to go one pick tonight. Get back on track. Our first hit of the season. Heat minus six and a half. Let's bet that. Looking good. I do not like this Celtics team. And we think this Heat team. We got power rankings tomorrow. Eh, don't be surprised if we put the Heat at number one. We are loving everything about them. So Heat minus six and a half is our pick for tonight. Alrighty, now let's uh, shift gears to the NFL. We've got one more film study to watch here, and we're going to the Bucks saints game where the Saints win 36-27 because of Tom Brady's interceptions and fumbles, turnovers in general. But we want to take a look here because uh, I, I guess we can quickly look it up to see if anything has kind of been established. I haven't heard anything on my end. So let's see, Saints starting quarterback for Week 9. What do we get? Um, yeah, so we wanted to see what Trevor Simeon is like here. Break him down. What is his incompletions looking like? Is he more viable than Taysom Hill for starting quarterback? We saw that the Saints did not make a trade at the trade deadline. Jameis Winston's out for the year. Uh, they didn't sign Cam Newton. Nobody liked that. So they're kind of feeling good so far about the quarterbacks that they have. 
So here we go. Taysom Hill returned to practice yesterday. Uh, the New Orleans Saints lost their starting quarterback. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we all we just know that Taysom Hill is back this week. He returned to practice this week. So nobody's really kind of saying who the starting quarterback is. So it could be Trevor Simeon. You keep Taysom Hill as kind of the gadget player. You know, if you go with Trevor Simeon or if you go with Taysom Hill as the quarterback, now you lose like a really good quarterback in Jameis Winston, obviously, and then you don't have that kind of gadget player. So, you know, Sean Payton uh, can still start Trevor Simeon this week. And Trevor Simeon got it done, but let's see. He was kind of thrown into this game. James Winston went down in the middle of it. There was no Taysom Hill, so Trevor Simeon gets a start. So that's what we're going to look at here. We're just going to go through all of his throws right here. I want to see the incompletions. How are they looking? Uh, how are the completions looking like? Does he have a big arm? That's really going to be the main focus. What is this dude's arm looking like? Because we know James Winston has a big arm. Taysom Hill doesn't. And I think that's really was the determining factor in who was the starting quarterback originally at the start of this season and was, you know, who can make all the throws? And Taysom Hill, uh, he underthrows those deep ball. I think we kind of maxed out his arm at like 45 yards, and that's not good, folks. We need at really at least 55. If you're going to be a starting quarterback in this league, you got to sling that at least 55 yards. Um, so we got to see what Trevor Simeon's arm is looking like here. So let's queue up some plays. We are going to watch um, all of his throws. We're going to try to watch all of his throws until we get a good gauge. Maybe we won't watch all of them, but until we get a good sense and we can kind of make that determining factor. If we are the head coach for the Saints, do we start Trevor Simeon this week or do we go with Taysom Hill? Let's see what Trevor Simeon gave us. Let's start here with his overall stats and then we'll get into the film. So Trevor Simeon went 16 of 29 for only 159 yards, one touchdown, no pick, didn't fumble, fantastic keeping the ball to himself. He did fumble, but didn't lose it. So no official turnover. All right. Uh, and he also went out of the, uh, he went into the game here. Uh, mid uh, about start of the second quarter. He takes his first nap at 12 minutes and 15 seconds. 12 minutes, 21 seconds, excuse me, in the second quarter. So let's start with the first throw that he made, folks. Let's watch some Trevor Simeon. Here we go. Completions and completions. What is the arm looking like? Accurate, not accurate. Making the right reads. What do we get? First play, very first throw. He's going little deep right here and didn't really put enough kind of zip on the ball. Kind of floated there for the defender to kind of come over the top and bat away the ball. But this was a nice read. Stood comfortable, tall in the pocket. Knew he was going to take a little bit of a hit, but got to drive that ball a little bit more. So not a bad first play. All right, now next throw up. It's a completion. Second and 10. Here we go. Second throw of the day here for Trevor Simeon. Hopefully he settled down a little bit here. Here we go. Second and 10. Just a little dink route. No problem. Brings up third and five. And what do they do on third and five? We get a pass incomplete. Okay. Not, not moving the sticks here. And it's his first drive. So we will definitely give him a lot of the benefit of the doubt here on the first drive. Got to want to see him do a little bit better here. But here we go. Ooh, inaccurate. A sack. A comeback route to Alvin Kamara at the top of the screen. Um, nope, not Alvin Kamara. I apologize. <laughs> Wide receiver. And yeah, I mean, he's way outside. We see the receiver having to kind of dive back outside towards where the ball is. You put that right on the money. He's potentially catching that for the first down. So he went past the sticks for the first down. That was good. Not accurate there. But it was his third throw 
of his NFL career. So we can kind of put this one behind us. Now let's pick up here on the following drive where it does result in a field goal. So he was able to move the ball down the field. Let's see why. Here we go. Second and 11. And we're going to get through four straight passes by the man. Fantastic. Let's see this man get into a little bit of a groove, a little bit of a rhythm on second and 12. Tie game 7-7. Seven, seven, a dink down right there, but it was uh, a little low. It was a little low. Uh, not 100% accurate. Let's watch this one more time. Really got to key in on the accuracy right here. Where is he placing this ball? That was a little bit too low and inside. Now, well done for the receiver to catch the ball, but once again, the job of the quarterback is to make it as easy as possible for the receivers to catch the ball. So, got bailed out a little bit right there. Now we get another pass here. Very next play. They picked up the second and 11. That's fantastic. Here we go. Play action at the 50-yard line. Plenty of time to throw. Looking comfortable. And then just kind of dumps it down. Let's take this one in the sideline, the all-22, just to kind of get a sense of, was he making the right read here? Because he bought a lot of time in the pocket. Well, didn't even have to buy a lot of time. He just stood in the pocket because it was so clean. Uh, did he miss anything? Here we go. We got kind of three receivers. Everything's to the left right here. These two kind of deeper routes are decently covered, and he makes the right read just to dump it down. Well done. That's a great read right there. Fantastic. We give him credit for that one. All right, let's go to the next play. Next pass play here by Trevor Simeon. What did we get here? Once again, picking up the first time. Empty backfield now. Woof. What are we doing here? Empty backfield from the 38-yard line. And, ooh, taking a chance. Oh, oh, and it just pops out. But this is a pretty good ball here. One-on-one -on -one matchup at the bottom of the screen here. Trevor Simeon airs it out. Does he place it good? A tad underthrown here. A little bit of an underthrown ball. Got to throw this one a little bit more out in front, a little bit more up so the receiver can go and play for it. We see the receiver kind of reaching over the body right here so overall it's a good decision I like this kind of aggressive decision just got to key in the accuracy a little bit more and once again this is the man's first game so we can kind of as long as he's showing progress we want to see him get a little bit better throughout the game this is we're still going in order here and we want to see him kind of clean up some of the accuracy mistakes but overall real great reads comfortable in the pocket so far those are two great signs just got to put that one a little bit more on the money incomplete pass all right, I think we get one more pass here in a row. So here we go, second and 10. Dropping back to pass. Just dumps it down. Boom. Was he trying to? I thought he was trying to sling this one to Alvin Kamara. Let's see. Was this inaccurate to Alvin Kamara or accurate to the other? Uh, the uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, kind of two receivers in the same spot here, but it's good. It picks up the first down. I don't know who he was throwing it to there, and it was way low, but it got there. All right, not terrible so far. All right, let's go to his next pass right here. All right, we get a pass in or roughing the passer call here. I think this is an incomplete pass, but let's watch and see what happened here. And this is still on the field goal drive here. Still same drive. Second and 12 here. Dropping back to pass and Woof takes a hand to the face. Try to sling the ball sidearm. Uh, ball gets knocked down and he gets a shot to the helmet. And that is roughing the passer. Absolutely. 
Alrighty, what do we got? Next passing play up here. Here we go. We're going to get a penalty for roughing the passer again, and he's going deep here. So let's see what this one's looking like. Just picked up the first down. They're at the 14-yard line of Tampa Bay. Play action pass. Trevor Sidney had so much time to throw here. Look at this offensive line, and he throws a pick here. Real bad throw right here. It doesn't count because there's a penalty on the Bucks. Uh, once again, I think it was roughing the passer, but this is a real bad read. He didn't get. He didn't know there was a flag thrown by the time he threw this ball, folks. This is a real bad pass. Real bad pass. Intercepted. Um, underthrown. Real bad read. Defender was able to jump the route. Easy peasy right there. That's a real bad interception by Trevor Simeon. So I gotta kind of mark one here. This is unexcusable. This is we can find we can't find anything good on that play. That's a real that's a real blunder right there. Luckily bailed out though. All right, and then we get uh, two more passes here on second and goal from the four and third and goal from the four. Unfortunately, can't sling it in there, and they have to settle for a field goal. So, all right, his red zone is not the greatest so far. Let's watch him here. Dropping back the pass and just kind of throws it away. Nothing open. Let's watch this next one. Third and goal from the four-yard line. Still not able to punch it in here, and they have to settle for three points. Here we go. Dropping back the pass, and this is just a setup screen and just no good blocking. They come in instantly. Decent accuracy, throwing it a little bit low and inside, but overall the blocking was not there. So not awful on this drive, luckily with the bailout. All right, we get one more drive here before halftime, and it's a touchdown drive, folks. They're going up 16-7 to in halftime. So let's watch Trevor Simeon on this drive. We get a first and 10 and a 15-yard pass. Let's see what he's looking like here on this throw. Here we go. Dropping back to pass, quick hitter, quick out route, and it's perfect on the money accuracy, which gives the receiver a five extra yards to go right there. Uh, fantastic with the accuracy. All right, we get them back in the red zone right here. How do they score the touchdown? Do they rely on Trevor Simeon? Let's watch here. They hand off the ball. We can skip this play. Uh, they don't get in. Second goal from the two. Are they going to have him pass it here? I would probably say not. They hand it off again. Smart by Sean Payton. This is where definitely you would probably sub in Taysom Hill, even if you do have Trevor Simeon, the starting quarterback. We're not really liking what he's doing in the red zone so far, but let's see if he cleans it up. Here we go. Third and goal from the two, one yard line. And here we go. Oh, he runs it to perfection. The play action. Running back out of the backfield. Slips out to an out route right on the goal line. Trevor Simeon sells the fake perfect. Perfectly and just puts it right on the money. That was fantastic. It was wide open. He delivered the ball accurately, um, but uh, that's not too hard. And I'm not undermining any quarterback play out there, but and not the hardest throw to make. But he scored a touchdown. Got to give him credit. All right, now we're going into halftime. Let's see if he's cleaning up the accuracy mistakes, and let's see if he's continuing to get it done in the red zone, not on kind of design screens and the gadget plays and a little bit of trickery and all that. So let's see what he's looking like out of halftime. First play, they're gonna have this man sling the ball here on the first play of the game, or first play out of halftime. They're up 16 to seven, so yeah, might as well take some chances here. Here we go, dropping back to pass, sees the pressure coming, boom, down. Now we're talking. Here it is, folks. Edge rusher is coming free off the right side. Trevor Simeon sees it, and that's just a kind of a two-step drop fade one-on-one -on -one matchup on the right sideline, puts it right on the money. Maybe a hair underthrown, just a hair, but I mean, we're not even gonna kind of blame them or kind of knock them for this throw you got it there accurately that's a 33 yard pickup fantastic boom all righty definitely making up for the other deep throw that was a little 
little off the mark. That's fantastic. 33-yard gain right there. 38-yard gain, excuse me. Sheesh. All right, then they're running, and now we get another pass on fourth and four. They're going to trust this man on fourth and four from the Tampa Bay 32-yard line. All right, can he get it done? Fourth and four here, dropping back to pass, and boom, fading backwards, folks. The pocket is collapsing. He's kind of backpedaling, and he still zips it right on the money right here. Boom, right on the money, maybe a little bit outside. We see the receiver kind of having to bend back inside, but he's throwing on the back pedal right there. It's still got it there so we give him credit but uh let's hope that he can kind of set his feet still gotta kind of rely on the fundamentals once again that's kind of what's going on with the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs situation they never really played with fundamentals for the last three seasons and now it's starting to catch up to them a little bit so Trevor Simeon is getting bailed out a little bit here uh kind of backpedaling not uh throwing when his feet are set but overall, he's still getting it there, so we can't knock him too much. But, you know, if these kind of inaccurate passes are still keeping up because he's ignoring the fundamentals of setting your feet and all that, and I understand he really couldn't there because, you know, the pocket was collapsing, like we said. So, uh, still clutch. Still clutch right there. Fantastic throw on fourth and four. All right, so this drive is keep on driving here and we're gonna get a first and goal and man uh, uh, yeah okay let's see this man work on in the red zone again from the 10 yard line here we go first and goal from the 10 play action sells it perfectly he's taking a shot and boom this is perfect right here a great thrown ball a little bit just too high but this is what we're talking about here giving your receiver a chance at it where their defender has no chance to make a play on this ball unfortunately the big old tight end right there couldn't make a one-handed catch but that thinking and that thought process is perfect here by Trevor Simeon now we're starting to get some good stuff here in the red zone they have a uh, wildcat here to uh, Alvin Kamara in the backfield and now it brings up third and goal. Oh, no, second and goal, excuse me. Second and goal here from the five-yard line. Here we go. They just run it up the middle. He's not going to get it. Are they going to trust Trevor Simeon again here in the red zone? Is he going to have another touchdown? Let's see. Uh, third and goal from the three-yard line. It's a setup screen. And oof. All right, down to the one-yard line. And we see. Let's watch this accuracy one more time. Was this good? The ball was bobbled a little bit. Um no, yeah, yeah, that's perfect accuracy. Just kind of hit him in the chest and bounced off. And now we're going to get a fourth and goal. Who do they trust on fourth and goal from the one-yard line? Here we go. Trevor Simeon, a nice pitch right there. Um, Alvin Kamara having problems holding on to the ball, though. A little bit of a bobble here on the toss. Let's see. Was this a good toss? Oh, yeah, right in the hands. Alvin Kamara just kind of missed it, but uh, it still results in a touchdown. So, all right, working down as a team. Fantastic. All right, what do we got here? A couple more drives. Let's watch this punt drive. All right, let's see what happened here on this punt drive. We get a sack, an incomplete pass, and an incomplete pass. This is going to be great here. What is all this looking like where it's not resulting in any points and anything like this? Is it on Trevor Simeon? Here we go. First and 10. Um, under center, play action, plenty of time to throw, and he just takes a sack right there. There's plenty of time to get rid of this ball. Let's bring this in the all 22 to see where every receiver was and if he made the right read. Here we go. Under center, he takes a sack, plenty of time to throw. Had a solid five seconds. Yeah, absolutely, a lot of time. You got this crossing route over the middle of the field. That's very well covered. The steep route is double covered, and the underneath two underneath routes are starting to develop as he's getting hit. So, all righty, that's a good job by taking the sack. Probably should have thrown away the ball, but overall there was nowhere really to go with the ball, so it didn't miss anybody. 
All right, now it sets up uh, second and 16. Not where you want to be. Let's see how he handles uh, being behind the sticks here. Here we go, second and 16, still under center. A weak play action. They try to set up the screen. He can't get the ball there. It is deflected, so got to kind of get the screen there. Probably could have broken a little bit big, but... Unfortunate. And now here we go. Third and 16. Five wide empty backfield right here. And once again, it's another setup screen. And they're able to kind of just kind of reach and um, uh, bat it down. He's kind of trying to sidearm these passes to the screen guy. And they're not going. So well done by the Bucks to recognize that. Unfortunately, Trevor Simeon on this drive couldn't really show anything. And then the next drive is another punt. And we get a passing complete, a four-yard run, and then a passing complete on third and six. So now, okay. All right. What are we getting here now? And they're only uh, up two, so this is still a game. It's not like you can kind of coast because you're up 40 points. Got to see him move the ball here. Here we go, first and 10, rolling out to the right a little bit right here and almost intercepted a dangerous throw right here. It was never open right here, and he still kind of threw it. You got to just throw this one away. It's not open. That is not open. The Bucks defense played that perfectly. All right, then we're going to get a four-yard run right here. We can skip this to the third and six. Pass incomplete by Trevor Simeon. Come on, Trevor. Let's get back going a little bit more. Here we go. He bumbles, fumbles the snap a little bit. Still picks it up. Plenty of time to throw. Rolling out of the pocket and just has to throw it away. Let's see. Was this on him or was this kind of an early snap he was not ready for? Uh, didn't seem like he was 100% ready for the snap. Everybody seemed to go on the snap, though, so... A little bit low, too, but he picks it up and try to work with it. Unfortunate. Um, you know, he's rolling out, pressure-filled, and he has to just throw it away. So not 100% his fault, but definitely got to catch the snap a little bit. All right, we get uh, two more drives here. Here we go. Field goal drive. He make any good throws here? Let's see. Uh, big runs. They're running, and now we're going to get a first and 10. So let's watch this completion right here. It goes for 14 yards. So how is this looking? Here we go. Under center. Dropping back, plenty of time, and boom, there it is. A nice little comeback route puts it right on the money. Fantastic. That was great. Uh, went for 14 yards right there. Nice little comeback. We're going to get a pass and complete, a run, and then a pass and complete, and they have to settle for a field goal. So once again, why do they have to settle for a field goal? Here we go. First and 10. Trevor Simeon, empty backfield, looking right the entire way and kind of throws the ball up 50-50 style a little bit too high. So rain in those 50-50 balls a little bit, and we're going to be cooking here. They run the ball here, gets a couple of yards, and now we get a third and five. Got to pick up this third and five from the 16-yard line. Got to pick this up. Here we go. Dropping back to pass. Tries this. Oh, man. This is a. Once again, it's just a little underthrown. It's a little low to the ground right here. Still should have been caught. But once again, got to make it as easy as possible. He recognized those two linebackers stepping up. So he played the linebackers great here, but way too low on the ground. Way too low on the ground. Once again, a little lackadaisical. Be, uh, you know, be, you know, aggressive when you're throwing the ball. Zip it in there. Get it there. Didn't get it there this time, unfortunate. All right, um, and then we'll watch uh, this last drive right here. Last couple of passes here. We get anything big here? We got to move on. So let's just watch some. We'll watch one more big pass and one more incomplete. So here we go. Back-to-back plays. 16-yard pass, pass complete, and then we'll end it here and make our final judgment on Trevor Simeon. Here we go. Down one point here, 27-26 at the 25-yard line. Here we go. Dropping back to pass, going over the middle, and boom. That's fantastic. Right on the money, right in stride, all of that down at the 10-yard line. And now we're going to get our 
last passing completion that we're watching here. Here we go. Once again, in the red zone from the nine-yard line, dropping back to pass, and he's going to take it, and this is nowhere. Trying to hit, like, a comeback route on the right sideline, and this is, like, 10 yards way wildly incomplete. Not even close. So, uh, miscommunication with the receiver, maybe. But other than that, uh, incomplete. So, Trevor Simeon. Not 100% accurate. Got to sheer up that accuracy. Um, seems to have a little bit of a strong arm. I love those two kind of deep down the field floaters and aggressive passes that we saw. I think we, he does have a little bit of a stronger arm than Taysom Hill. We don't know for sure because we haven't really seen 50, 55, 40, 45. The most that we got was like 38. Um, so his arm was looking strong right there. Um, seems comfortable in the pocket, all that. But just definitely got to shore up the accuracy and got to get it done in the red zone a little little bit more so do they should we start Trevor Simeon this week do we go back to Taysom Hill I kind of want to give Taysom Hill another star um yeah Trevor Simeon got it done but you know like 50% completion percentage not really going down the field too much in that accuracy Ooh, it wasn't the greatest here most of these incompletions were really on Trevor Simeon and not the receiver so I think I go to Taysom Hill see if he does anything and if not then go back to Trevor Simeon and I know you don't want to go from quarterback to quarterback back to a quarterback to another quarterback quarterback and all that but it's not like Taysom Hill ever lost his, like the second job he just was injured last week so he couldn't go so I think you're good to go with Taysom Hill this week I don't know if we rock with Trevor Simeon but once again he was thrown into this game he showed some promise once again it's just the accuracy and it's not like he's so wildly inaccurate that you can't clean that up in one week span so especially working with the ones and all that so if they go with Trevor Simeon I don't think it's like a it's like it's a loss. I think they can still be competitive. I really yeah, that's what we're going to say. They they're going to be competitive either way with ever with whichever quarterback they truly go with. I don't think you get that much difference between the two quarterbacks that they have options with. So that was Trevor Simeon. Not great, not terrible. Is that starting worthy though? Over Taysom Hill? You can make the argument. <laughs> you can make the argument. All right. Now we got to start talking about some lines, folks. You have to start predicting and reacting to these week nine lines. Where is that great value at, folks? That's what we try to sniff out every single week, folks. We're like truffle pigs out here. Where is that truffle? I'm trying to sniff out the value. We're trying to cash in this week. So let's see if we can do that. Let's start with the Thursday night game. Jets at Colts. All righty. Mike White versus Carson Wentz. Is there even a difference between those two quarterbacks, folks? I think I'd take Mike White after one showing over Carson Wentz. So Colts at home, solid defense here. What is this Colts kind of attitude riding into this game? Everybody's big on Mike White, big on the Colts. Finally got their first win. Great for them, all of that. So Colts at home. This should be a really easy game. No T.Y. Hilton, I believe. He should be out. Let me double check that. Um, he got kind of knocked out of the last game. Think he's going to be out for a while, so Michael Pittman Jr. is going to have to step up, and he's usually been doing that. It's really Carson Wentz holding this team back the slightest. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton is out with the concussion here, so can Mike White do it back-to-back -back weeks? Shorter week here on the road? Uh, on the road this week? I don't know. I'm going to go Colts minus five. We'll give a little respect here to uh, the Jets with the minus five spread. Um, but once again, it's not like we're big believers in the Colts. So if we get anything over seven, anything over one possession uh, touchdown-wise, I think we go with the Jets. But we'll see what Vegas kind of uh, goes on with this Jets team. Mike White, can he have back-to-back -back good games? Uh, like I said, this Colts team doesn't blow anybody out. They're always in close games. So if we get a lot of points here with the Jets, I think that might be the best play. But we'll call this one Colts minus five and see what we get. 
All right, now we're going to get into the Sunday slate here. All righty, we get Falcons at the Saints here, and we tried to buy the Falcons last week against the Panthers. You can't even beat the Panthers at home. What are you doing? Now you get the Saints here on the road, and that's just what we kind of looked at. Trevor Simeon, can Trevor Simeon beat the Falcons? Yes, this Falcons defense is not good, folks. Can um, Taysom Hill beat this Falcons team? Absolutely. Um, so we're going to give no love to the Falcons. They took our love and trust last week and squandered it into the ground here. So no, no love over here, and I don't think Vegas is on the Falcons either. We're going to go Saints minus four and a half. Division rivalry. Backup quarterback, but they can still get it done. Michael Thomas situation. How is that going to affect this team, you know, now that he's officially out? So we'll call this one Saints minus five. Probably won't take this game either way, uh, but we'll see how much Vegas disrespects the Falcons and see if we can pile on on that. All right, then we get the Broncos at the Cowboys, and Dak's back, baby. So that only means one thing, Cowboys minus 10. Absolutely. This Broncos offense is not good, folks. We've given Teddy Bridgewater the benefit of the doubt after the benefit of the doubt after the benefit of the doubt, and he's still not getting it done. Went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Washington last week, couldn't move the ball. Um, got kind of bailed out with the Washington team kind of stuttering for points as well. So Broncos at home can't put up the points. This Cowboys defense is fantastic. They just lost Von Miller. This is going to be a real bad day for the Broncos. Cowboys minus 10. We're being, a little we're being a little nice here with that number. I can definitely see it being a lot higher for the Cowboys. And we'll see how far Vegas takes it. But we'll predict Cowboys minus 10. Now we get the Patriots at the Panthers, and we just put the Patriots in our top 10 at number 10. This Panthers team is still showing us nothing great. Christian McCaffrey might play this week, which Sam Darnold is definitely going to be hyped for. I think he's questionable. Just got taken off of IR, I believe. Let me double check what we get here with Christian McCaffrey. What is his status? Uh, he's still on IR? I thought he got taken off. Well, he's, he's trying to practice. I think he could go this week. Either way, go or not go, I don't think they can get it done. This Patriots defense is going to make Sam Darnold look foolish, I'm going to say, folks. Uh, Mac Jones is playing great game manager now. This Panthers defense is real good, too. So Mac Jones could struggle a little bit here. But at the end of the day, this game's probably close uh, just because of the two great defenses. Probably low scoring like it was last week for the Panthers against the Falcons, who doesn't have a good defense. Mm, not great. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Patriots. It's minus two and a half here. I think they can get it done. The only reason why we're not going higher on this spread is for the Patriots is because of the Panthers defense. But I think Bill Belichick can figure out Sam Darnold. He knows Sam Darnold from the Jets and all that. So his Panthers offense isn't going to be rolling. And it's going to be, uh, you know, how good Mac Jones does against his Panthers defense. So we'll call the Patriots minus two and a half. And at that point, it's good. If we're getting towards like the Patriots minus five, seven era, which I don't think it will reach that high. I don't know if we can bet the game overall because we're not trusting the Panthers. And we don't want to swallow too many points here for the Patriots because, you know, Mac Jones is still a rookie offensively and this Panthers defense is good. This is a good defense. And plus, Stephon Gilmore, back revenge game potentially. There's a couple of storylines here that could kind of ruin the overall, what the overall game should be like. But we'll predict the Patriots minus two and a half. All right, then we get the Vikings at the Ravens. And this could be a little bad for this Vikings team. They can't beat anybody, folks. I mean, they couldn't even win last week against Cooper Rush against the Cow for the Cowboys. I mean, Ravens coming off of the bye, all of that looking good. We'll call this one Ravens minus six and a half. Uh, this Vikings team does absolutely nothing for us, folks. They've shown us nothing great. We can't buy them at all. We'll see what Vegas puts the spread at. And then we can make our official picks tomorrow on the show. 
Then we get the Browns at the Bengals, and this one is going to be a real interesting game. Browns kind of in a must-win situation with the whole Baker Mayfield thing, and now OBJ. They need a win here coming off a loss. The Bengals shouldn't have lost to the Jets last week, a real downer. So this is a real interesting game right here which with two real similar teams, real good defenses, good offenses. They can move the ball, smart head coaches, young quarterbacks, all that. So I'm just going to put this one right on the three line, folks. Bengals minus three because of home field, and that's where we're going to leave it. Must win game for both these teams. We'll see what Vegas says and if they give us any value. If we get the Browns plus seven, I don't think it will be that, but if Vegas some for, for some reason disrespects them, we'll take the Browns plus seven all day. All right, then we get the Bills at the Jaguars, and do we even need to talk about this one? Bills minus, uh, what do we want to pick the number at, uh, 14, 14 and a half? Let's do 14 and a half. Um, this Jaguars offense, defense, can't do anything. This Bills team is the real deal. Um, Jaguars let us down last week, no buyability in them, and the Bills don't look like they're slowing, slowing down anytime soon, coming off the bye and still getting it done. So big win here for the Bills, non-competitive Bills minus 14. All right, Dolphins at Texans. One of these two teams is reaching two wins by the end of Sunday. Good, good for them. Uh, but uh, what are we getting here with Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills? Once again, Tyrod Taylor was activated last week back to practice. Uh, let's see if we can get their quarterback news. Texans starting QB week nine. What do we get? I would go back to take some, uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, but I don't know if we have any, any uh, confirmation right here on who is going to be starting for them. We get anything? Tyrod Taylor is still out October 13th. This is old. Why are you showing me this? Um, so I guess we don't have any, uh, any true quarterback here. So I guess we may know a little bit by what the spread is. I go with Tyrod, though. I go with Tyrod. Uh, Davis Mills has been absolutely atrocious. <laughs> um, no disrespect, but let's be real. Uh, so, I mean, I'll call this one Dolphins minus three and a half. I mean, they should beat this Texans team. They should beat them, but we know what this Dolphins team is all about. Uh, you know, kind of um, playing into the Deshaun Watson rumor trades up until the last minute. I don't think that was the smartest thing overall. Um, in the, you know, the lackluster brain farts that this Dolphins team has overall, coaching-wise, defensive-wise, all of that. So, we'll call it Dolphins minus three. I really don't know where Vegas is going to put it on this one, so we'll see when we get there, but we'll predict the Dolphins minus three. All right, then we get the Raiders at the Giants, and we love this Raiders team. Offensively, they're great. Rich Passaccia, we got a lot of respect for him. Coming off the bye, great. Now, obviously, they're not great. Henry Ruggs, obviously. Uh, how much did that, does that affect the team? It's definitely possible to affect the team a lot, but we're going to uh, talk about it like it doesn't affect the team because, I mean, we're not going to kind of play this game. Oh, does it affect? Does it not? Is it good value? Is it not? We, we know this offense can still get it going. I mean, without Darren Waller, Derek Carr still got it done, so with missing Henry Ruggs, yeah, Darren Waller will have to step it up a little bit more, but overall, let's see what they can do. So, and they're facing the Giants, which is obviously nothing great. All the receivers are always hurt, um, getting knocked out mid-game. Saquon Barkley, I don't think, is ready to go this week either. Um, so, overall, this Giants team, I think he's on the COVID-19 list now, now that he's kind of a little bit, kind of back a little healthy, still, still not able to play. Uh, but we're going to call this one Raiders minus 6.5 right under that 7-point hook. 
All right, last couple more. We got uh, last couple more here. We gotta speed it up a little bit. Here we go. Chargers at Eagles. Chargers need the win here. Eagles offense got going a little bit last week, but it wasn't really Jalen Hurts passing the ball. The running game was truly established here. So maybe this Eagles team can control the clock and control the tempo right here. We're gonna go. We're gonna call this one Eagles minus three. This defense is real good, and we've seen the Chargers the last two weeks. The defense kind of, or the last three weeks because they had a bye. But um, you know, the last couple of weeks here. Defense struggling, you know, against the Ravens. They couldn't do anything against the Patriots. Forced a couple of turnovers. This Eagles defense is the real deal. Uh, the offense definitely needs to get going passing-wise. They put up the points last week, great, but that's not too impressive. So we'll call this one Eagles minus three. Then we get the Packers at the Chiefs, and we know that there's no Aaron Rodgers this week, but look at all the starting quarterbacks this season. I mean, we just had like two last week, Cooper Rush, and we just had one, um, Mike White and all that. So Jordan Love against this Chiefs team, that defense can't stop anything. That's what all the national media is saying. Um, so four o'clock game, Jordan Love's first start. How do we even call this one? We'll call this one Chiefs minus four and a half. I mean, we can't really buy this Chiefs team too much. They're still turning over the ball. The Packers have a good defense. Jordan Love, game manager. We'll see. All right, last three. Here we go. Cardinals at 49ers. 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo back on track last week, getting it done in the fourth quarter. Cardinals losing in real bad fashion. Watch out for them to clean, come up uh, buttoned up here. And we've already seen the Cardinals play buttoned up against the Rams and see what happens there. So we're going to call this one Cardinals minus three on the road over the 49ers. Should be a good one. Division rivals, all that. Jimmy Garoppolo's looking good, folks. I mean, he looked good last week. He didn't look good two weeks ago because of the monsoon. Don't get twisted with Jimmy G. He's, a, he's definitely better than Trey Lance. I don't want to hear those rumors. <laughs> All right, and then we get the Monday night or the Sunday night game: Titans at Rams. No Derrick Henry. Rams a great team. Real great test for this Titans team to truly see what they're made of with no Derrick Henry and Adrian Peterson and all that. So we're gonna call this one Rams minus four and a half. I want to give a little respect to the Titans um, overall, so I'm not gonna go any more than higher than Rams minus four and a half, and we'll see what Vegas does. And then the Monday night game, Bears at Steelers. Alrighty, the Steelers offense can never move the ball. This Bears defense is pretty solid. The Steelers defense is pretty solid as well. We saw that last week against the Browns. Um, so we'll see what Matt Nagy does kind of coming back here to this Bears team. Um, if he's good to coach by then, so we'll call the plays and all that. But we saw kind of Justin Fields opening it up a little bit, more freedom to run, better plays down the field and all that. So we can't really trust the Steelers' offense against the Bears, probably lower scoring game. I'll put this one right on the line, Steelers minus three. Don't think they're that much better than the Bears overall are. Good defenses, and we'll see what happens. All right, now that we have all the lines predicted, let's see what the lines actually are. See where the value is. See if our thinking is on par with Vegas's. Are we right? Are they right? Where is that value? We've been cashing in, folks. We've already, you know, we know where the disrespectful value is. Titans these last three weeks getting so many points every single week, and they win outright every single week. We were able to cash in. Let's see what the disrespect is this week and make Vegas pay for it. Once again, we have to get revenge for Vegas for making Derrick Henry go down this week. We knew that we know they had something to do with it because he's been making. Vegas look like clowns by them disrespecting them and them winning outright in those games. So let's see what we get this week. Alrighty, the Thursday night game. We predicted this one. Colts 
minus five and it's a lot higher than we thought Colts minus 10 and all right so Vegas is truly not believing in Mike White but I don't believe in Carson Wentz to cover the 10 so we're gonna take the Jets plus 10 here I think they can keep it close this Colts team never blows out any team this is a Thursday night game Thursday night games are usually wonky so we get 10 points here for the Jets I think Mike White can play game manager I don't think he plays as good as he did last week because that's gonna be hard to do for any quarterback uh, you know let alone a quarterback that's making a second start and I think uh, this Jets team is feeding off what they did defensively last week, offensively. And I think Robert Sala can carry that energy this week on Thursday night football. Colts minus 10 with no T.Y. Hilton. They won't move the ball passing-wise. They could get it done running, but maybe the Jets defense can stop it. I get 10 here for the Jets. I think that's real good value. We will take that for tonight. Jets plus 10 is our official pick tonight. All right, here we go. Sunday slate. Here we go. Falcons at Saints. We predicted this line at Saints minus four and a half, and it's Saints minus six and a half. Wow. All righty. I agree with that. There's no viability in the Falcons. They took our viability last week. Tore it up, spit on it, uh, urinated on it, defecated on it, and then threw it back at us. How disrespectful is that, folks? So we're off this Falcons team 100%. I said y'all can stop listening to the show if we ever took the Falcons, ever said anything good about the Falcons, and we're not saying good anything good about the Falcons, so y'all need to keep listening. Uh, so Saints minus six and a half. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what it should be. Yep, I agree. Alrighty, next up here, Broncos at Cowboys. We predicted this line at Cowboys minus 10. And it, oh, bingo. All right, one, one right on the money this week, right early on. Cowboys minus 10. We predicted it minus 10, exactly what it should be. Bingo, bango. Um, nothing good by this Broncos team. We might take this for one of our picks, folks. Even though it's minus 10 and we don't like to swallow that many points, Cowboys over this Broncos team. That seems like a no-brainer, right? Right. All right, and then we get the Patriots at the Panthers. We predicted this one at Patriots minus two and a half, and it's Patriots minus three and a half. So, okay, over that kind of field goal hook where this game definitely could be. Once again, it's all going to depend on what Mac Jones does offensively against this good Panthers defense. That's really what it's going to come down to. Patriots will win. It's just going to depend on how much. I think we feel a little, a little all right getting over the uh, three-point hook. So, Patriots minus three. They're better than the Panthers. Panthers plus three and a half I do not think is good value, folks. I would advise to stay away from that. But once again, y'all do you, folks. Y'all do you. Um, so right on the money right there. All right, then we get the Vikings at the Ravens. We predicted this line at Ravens minus six and a half, and it's Ravens minus six. So once again, they're kind of playing the game a little bit under the seven. Uh, but this Vikings team, they don't win the games, folks. They keep it a little close. They, you know, if you're just looking at the final box score and the stats, you'd think this Vikings team is one of the best teams in the league, folks. If you just look at their numbers, but they don't win. They turn over the ball at the worst situations. This Ravens team coming off of a bye, I wouldn't want to face them like that. Uh, so... Yeah, right on par with our thinking. Our thinking this week so far has been right on the money, folks. We're loving it. Let's see if we can keep it up here. Browns at Bengals. We predicted this one at Bengals minus three, and it's Bengals minus two and a half. Exactly. So they're giving the Browns a lot more credit, which I think is good. You know, everybody's off of Baker Mayfield and this Browns team. And Vegas is like, hold your horses a little bit, folks, because it's Bengals minus three for home, but they're giving a lot of credit to the Browns. That's why it's Browns plus two and a half. So, all right. I respect Vegas for this move. Absolutely. And uh, Browns plus two and a half and especially with all the news about obj that's not even affecting vegas folks so that's this is interesting and i love it i think a lot of people i think this could be a trap bet i think this is a little bit of a trap bat folks um stay away from uh, i don't know what we're gonna do with this one i don't want to say i don't want to say to stay away from it because we may take this tomorrow with the bronze plus two and a half but um, I don't know if Bengals minus two and a half is that great value we'll see what they do when the bounce back game this is gonna be a good game to watch this is gonna be a good game all right 
Next game up, Bills at Jags. We predicted this one at Bills minus 14 and a half. And it's Bills minus 14 and a half. Exactly on the money. And even what we were talking about, we were like, we're, we're going to put it over the, you know, 14-point hook and all that. So we are killing it this week, folks. Fantastic. Our fingers on the pulse now, baby. We've got it all figured out. Let's see if we can keep it up. Texans at Dolphins. We predicted predicted this one at Dolphins minus three and a half. And they're going to go a little bit more. Dolphins minus six and a half. All right. So. Um, with this spread, I still can't tell if Tyrod Taylor's going to go or if Davis Mills going to go. I'm going to assume that Tyrod's going by the spread. Um, but I think even if Davis Mills was playing, maybe it'd only go up to like my, uh, like plus eight and a half. Um, just because overall, I know the optics of the Dolphins is not good. So, all right. I, I respect Vegas right there. Dolphins minus six and a half. Okay. All right, then uh, next game up here, Raiders at the Giants. We predicted this one at Raiders minus 6.5, and, and it's going to be Raiders minus 3. All righty. So, once again, with the whole Henry Ruggs situation, that would be the real reason not to bet this game. But if you're just taking that out of the equation and you don't think it's going to affect that at all, Raiders minus 3 is great value. On the road, who cares? Their defense will get it done. The Giants' offense can't do anything. I think the Raiders minus 3 is good value. Then we get Chargers at Eagles. We predicted this line at Eagles minus three, and it's going to be Eagles plus two. Wow. Wow. All right. A couple, a little bit of a flip on our end here. I like the Eagles with the points here. I think the defense can get it done. The Chargers these last two weeks, last three weeks with the bye. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think the Eagles defense can kind of lock up the Chargers, especially at home like that. That's going to be an interesting one to kind of talk about. We got to sleep on that line and uh, see if we take that tomorrow. Then we get Cardinals, or no, Green Bay Packers at Chiefs. We predicted this line at Chiefs minus 4.5, and, and it's going to be Chiefs minus 7.5. All righty. Now it's starting to get away from us a little bit here. Um, so, all right, I understand, I understand where they're coming from, but I won't take Chiefs minus 7.5. No way. More than one possession? No, 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 no. With all those turnovers? No, no, no. With the Packers defense? No, no, no. With them just needing to play game manager all throughout the offense? I think they can do that. Matt LaFleur is a smart cookie. Packers plus 7.5. It's calling me, folks. I'm telling Tempted. I'm tempted to take that value. All right, then we get Cardinals at 49ers. We predicted this one at Cardinals minus three, and it's going to be Cardinals minus one. So, once again, division rival. They're the favorites on the road. They should be. We'll see if they bounce back from that last second loss. All right, this one's going to be real interesting. Here we go. Titans at Rams. We predicted this line at Rams minus four and a half. And woo, Rams minus seven and a half, giving no respect to everybody else on this Titans team. Ooh, all righty. Can Adrian Peterson step up? All that. We'll see. Titans plus seven and a half, folks. I'm not going to call this one as disrespectful value. I understand why they're doing it. This Rams team is really good as well. So the Vegas is not disrespecting the Titans this week, but it still might be good value. We'll see what we come at uh, with you tomorrow with our picks. And then the last game, Bears at Steelers. We predicted this one, Steelers minus three, and it is uh, Steelers minus six. Wow. I like the Bears plus six. I think the defense can keep it in check a little bit. All right, so no real gr big, disrespectful, earth-shattering earth bet-the-house value this week. Uh, Vegas is kind of right on par with all of it, so we respect it. We respect Vegas this week, even though they took the king from us. All right, folks, we got to get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We're back live tomorrow, noon Eastern, uh, making our picks, breaking out Thursday Night Football, and breaking down our, in the NBA, and any stories that we need to go over, we will do that as well. So live tomorrow, noon Eastern, folks. We are out of here, and we are out of here.